1: I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel.
2: Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions and more. Welcome back to all the Commander Shepards in the audience. This is the Mass Effect Lorecast. I'm your host, Tom. Or robots and and uh, I'm here as usual with my good buddy and seven the legend and seven how you doing
3: I'm doing great I'm <laughs> happy that it's kind of almost my favorite time of the year yeah. uh, I will be working through Thanksgiving so no feasts for me I think uh, we might end up just buying a pre-made one but nevertheless mm. I love eating so is that it's why this is your the favorite time
2: of the year? Because of food? Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh, I thought yep. you were going to be like holidays, Christmas cheer.
3: Wow. No, No, I love eating and drinking and being merry. Yeah. Mm.
2: Mm. Okay. All right. You know, I think most people can get down with that. That's a pretty t- typical human thing. We're all heathens here. Yeah, I think Commander Shepard would agree that those are also
3: enjoyable things. Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah, I I think so as well. Well, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to all of our live viewers. I don't say that enough when we start the shows, but welcome. We are here live on Twitch. It's it's 1030. I was going to say nine, but no, it's 1030 here on Sunday nights, Eastern, 730 Pacific. And as usual, we're here at twitch.tv slash robots radio. Welcome to all of our live viewers and to all of those of you listening at home or at work or wherever else you are right now at a different time. So n seven, we are back with another episode about factions and we're going in kind of a different direction today. And you told me that this was going to be a slightly uh, shorter episode than usual. Now, why exactly is that?
3: Uh, that, that's because of who we're discussing, and uh, this is another, you know, faction episode, but this one, there's just not as much out there about this group. You know, sure, there's fan fiction galore, but when it comes to canon lore, Eclipse are really only seen in the Mass Effect trilogy. And of that, only part of the games. So I'm not sure that we're going to get to uh, grace our listeners' ear holes for as long this time, mm. but we'll do our best. Mm, gracing those ear holes.
2: You've got me thinking about turkey, you know, I'm thinking of like greasing the turkey, gracing basting. the, basting the turkey, greasing the ear, there's something, I don't know, parallels there. Um, but wait, so okay, there's, there's dozens of books and comics and stuff, but you're, you're saying They're not mentioned in anything other than the trilogy of games, just the first three games. That's
3: it. There's like nothing else. Basically, yeah, right on. Um, The Eclipse are a mercenary gang, just like the Blue Suns that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we know considerably less about them. Part of that may be due to the fact that we didn't have any squadmates with an Eclipse background in the Mass Effect trilogy, like right. we did with Zaeed and the Blue Suns. Um, but then again, you know, remember we talked about how the Blue Suns were kind of involved in the whole series since before Shepard even takes the scene in Mass Effect One. Uh, well, the Eclipse didn't even exist until Mass Effect Two was released. Like in our universe, they didn't exist, and in the game universe, it was like shortly after the, the timeline is vague and muddled, but we'll get into that. But more or less the Blue Suns are first mentioned in Mass Effect Revelation. Mass Effect Revelation is the first novel in the series of novels to be released. It actually came out before Mass Effect 1. Mm. So this is the timeline here. Blue Suns are mentioned in a book that comes out before Mass Effect 1. And then in Mass Effect Invasion, which is a comic released the year after mass effect two was so 2013, we only see a single batarian eclipse soldier when Omega's gangs start fighting each other after Aria leaves that asteroid. No other batarian eclipse soldiers are ever seen or mentioned in any other mass effect media ever, like besides the games. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. So of the external media, Mass Effect Invasion is the only one, and in Mass Effect Invasion, we only see a single Batarian Eclipse Soldier. That's it.
2: Okay, so, okay, so tell you what, why don't we dive into what we do know about them? Like, is there, is there, it seems like it's very slim Pickens then, like what,
3: what do we know? It is, it is very slim pickings. um, well, I'll I'll tell you what. Hopefully our turkeys aren't slim pickings, but. (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully not, or else we might have to some baste some ear holes. um <laughs> so gross! I, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, I don't no want. I don't want to put what a baster
2: in my ear. That, that's just like,
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, we don't know much about them, but we know that they were <laughs> yellow. And they're kind of mean uh
2: i'm trying to think of other uh, i wish i was faster on the draw on this one well who else wears yellow and kind of mean
3: uh, um i'm like big bird on his day off
2: <laughs> big, bird, big bird when he runs out of uh bird seed I don't, uh,
3: he, he, he spends eight he hours a day five days a week being nice to everyone he meets. He uh-huh. just can't stand it anymore when he's off the clock, and he's <laughs> he's <laughs> like, my patience has run fucking out.
2: <laughs> sunny, you know days. Oscar, fuck S- sunny, sunny days. You know what, Oscar? Fuck you. Sunny days. <laughs> Get out of my face.
3: <laughs> <laughs> go, no, but go seriously, find I, I go joke. find your own. go find
2: your own. A seven.
3: That's not my letter or number for this week, bitch. <laughs> you know what oscar you don't have to be such a fucking grouch all the time how about that (laughs) how about
2: how about about you get out of my trash can that's not a house oscar it's a trash can (laughs) that's where i store my seeds (laughs) also oscar when the trash guy comes how come you just stay in the trash can how come you never just end up in the in the garbage truck how does that even work? In a
3: dump where you belong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I joke because like we really, really don't know a lot about them. Um, so at this point in the show, listeners are probably thinking, "Then what am I doing here?" Um, <laughs> but we do know, for example, that w- w- they were founded as a quote unquote proactive security company. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm confused hearing that proactive security mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, considering that they were formed with a combination of Asari and Salarian military doctrine in mind, you know, just kind of think about everything that we spoke about when it came to the Krogan rebellions and the Genophage, shortly before the Genophage were, was deployed. How did the Salarians treat the Krogan rebellions? how did they actually combat them? How did the prototype of the specters handle the situation Well, they attacked infrastructure, right? Before they could, they could be attacked. So they crippled infrastructure. They would cause internet blackouts. They'd cause entire like electricity blackouts. And they won by being proactive in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, Captain America would have a problem with this yeah this is this is very much um because he wishes preemptive strike doctrine
2: right right captain america says that you know like any time anyone tried to prevent a, a war it, it never went well there's, there's a quote like that and like i don't know what is it like captain america civil war when he's talking to tony or something i don't know Somebody who knows Marvel well, movies better than I, I do would can quote that.
3: It do be like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it do be like that. Um and you know, speaking of the solarians and pr- preferring intelligence ops over brute force, we know that Eclipse specializes in a few clandestine areas: sabotage, assassination, and personal and organizational security. Got to love the corporate terminology there. Mm-hmm. Personal and organizational um, and all this security. Mm. Did, yeah, cybersecurity, all of it sounds very Solarian, right? Sounds like Mm -hmm. a Solarian who works at Deloitte planned this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. it's, it's very hands off. It's the opposite of the blood pack who we'll talk about a little bit later, not tonight. Um, <laughs> later in the show, meaning this series. Um, but it's the very opposite of Krogan charge Head First. It's very analytical hang back stealth op, you know, stealth oriented. Um, not so, you know, brooklyn kick down the door shoot your partner in the face right right
2: so these guys aren't the mafia like last week
3: no these guys are more like i don't know who would they be like
2: the yakuza Uh, yeah yeah i was thinking i was thinking they're like one of those like crime syndicates like one of these like asian like nefarious like are you really sure they even exist crime syndicates
3: like right the triad, they're or very good. At, yeah. yeah, triad. Yeah. Triad's a good one. Yeah, um, but you know, we we also know for a second thing. We also know that unlike the blue suns, their founder is also the current leader, uh, and this person's a ruthless Asari commando named Jonah Sedaris. But. I tried to find out who is she, Mm -hmm. like I dove into it. I looked at the, you know, wiki page, tried to find any info I could about Jonas Sedaris. And there's like nothing, you know, what's her story? I don't know. What disgraced her from military life so much that she ended up going rogue and then starting this corporation, right? So we don't know the answers to those questions. And we don't know exactly when eclipse started
2: well usually it's when oh. one astral body goes slightly in front of another astral body in order to occlude the light coming from the astral body in front of the other or behind the other astral body
3: yes and in fact i think they might be named after that <laughs> wild shot in the dark i, mean, I think maybe? that might be where they got their maybe. name now, what would but happen we don't if don't you know had the... a uh
2: a, a star of a frequency that um, to the to the average uh, intelligent species uh, came at a wavelength that appeared somewhere in the spectrum between maybe green and purple, uh, and it was occluded by another uh, astro body, like maybe a blue star um, that might have planets around it. So maybe somebody called it a sun.
3: The blue suns. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: That's weird. Huh? It's you weird know, that. that's weird how that works, isn't it's it? It's weird how that works. <laughs> uh, it's weird that these two groups are. Hmm. Blue Suns have something eclipse. to do with it's
3: all connected.
2: It something to do with like the stars. numbers, Mason.
3: They both have something to do with stars.
2: That's weird. In and in in a series about space, oh I'm gosh, starting to notice crazy. a pattern
3: here. Yeah, I bet you know what? I bet that they had some cheesy nickname for this entire game before they ever settled on it. I bet it was named something like Science Fiction X. No,
2: that that's like two on the nose, dude. There's no way. No, it actually was though. No, no way. I'm not kidding. No, with you. no. Like, oh yeah, I, I remember. You- I remember you said that before. You're right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually called it Science Fiction X. I don't think that they yeah. ever really planned that's, on that being yeah, like a full. Right. I, remember you you, know, like, I remember. I remember. I remember said name. that like
2: three or four times on this show previously. You're right.
3: All right. Yeah. So moving on. So, yeah, we don't know the answers to those questions. Uh, We don't know when Eclipse exactly started, but we do know that Sedaris founded the Merc Gang in direct competition of the Blue Suns, who were. Oh, but that makes the name make sense now. Exactly, and and they were already like the Blue Suns were already an established mercenary powerhouse at the time.
2: So they're like they were literally like, what's a good name if we want to get in the way of the Blue Suns? And then somebody, yeah. somebody, some like one of the newbies on the team was like raising their, you know, like the kid in class who just like couldn't wait to get the teacher's attention, who was like ooh 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 ooh, and they had their hand like way up like near the ceiling, like just waving their hand up in the air, and and the the teacher was like, Jonathan, okay, Jonathan, and Jonathan's like, I got one, I got one, I got one, and she's like, okay, go ahead, Jonathan, go go, and he's like, oh okay okay yeah yeah uh uh the eclipse, and she's like yeah that's fine no he's like no 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 you get it you get it eclipse you get it because we get in the way of the blue suns like an eclipse and she, and then she go uh-huh oh <laughs> uh, yeah actually that's kind of clever Jonathan and you go I know right he's like yeah he's eclipse. like yeah I got bonus points I get bonus points right teach and she's like uh <laughs> no but I think we're gonna, we might go with that name and he's like oh
3: all right cool Then he leans over, whispers to his friend, that was my idea. That was my idea.
2: That was my idea. And then he looks at the girl that he he has a crush on and gives her a wink. And then she still goes, ugh. And looks over there in disgust.
3: (laughs) It was still my idea. Still a cool idea. Uh, cool. Cool idea. So how does the new kid on the block compete, right? Because at this point, Eclipse are the new kid on the block and Blue Suns have been there a little while. Uh, well, the Codex tells us something. The Codex, the Codex says that Sidaris, the founder of the, of, uh, Eclipse sought government contracts to better, est- to, uh, I'm sorry, to establish market share against the better established Blue Suns. Uh, so that is like, um, Very corporate speak for basically saying Sidaris tried to get in bed with uh, metaphorically speaking, although maybe literally too, who knows, trying to get in bed with some members of parliaments across the galaxy uh, and say, hey, you know, you could really use our services in this project that you're doing there and this project that you're doing there. Mm. And sooner or later, you know, Sidaris is doing this with a plan because the Blue Suns haven't been doing this. The Blue Suns, if you remember, are trying to market themselves to commercial industries at the very beginning anyway. They're trying to market themselves to, uh, you know, pr- as, as protection against pirates, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and governments are not hiring them. Commercial enterprises are, but governments are not. And then eventually, you know, after Zaid exits the picture, that's not what the Blue Suns are doing at all. They're probably getting, you know, knee deep in the Batarian slave trade. So governments want nothing to do with them that's, not, that's not a good image being
2: knee deep in a yeah. slave trade because like you you're like piling humans in cargo ships
3: yeah that's not good that's not a good um, image at all <laughs> not good PR. Uh, so, you know, there's a claim to fame, you know, so what, what is, what is the eclipse claim to fame when they're trying to stand out? I guess if they're trying to stand out, if they're like trying to recruit people and they're like, Hey, you should come to the eclipse. Then their claim to fame is that Sedaris's Mercs retook several space stations captured by this abolitionist group named the on her people's liberation army, and then neutralized that People's Liberation's Army leaders, mm. Eclipse's marketing team has like rode this rock until they can't anymore. Like they've touted the victory endlessly, likely trying to look bigger, badder, more influential than the Blue Suns. Well, I mean that's kind of their modus operandi. That's a fun thing to say. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right. So, okay. What is on her? Because that sounds weird, but it's not spelled the way it sounds. It's A-N-H-U-R. We've talked about this
3: before, right? But... Well, actually we haven't. we haven't? haven't discussed this before. this is brand new um, and just hold that thought because we will dive into what exactly on her is and why they have a People's Liberation Army and how Eclipse fits into that. Um, but as far as the services that Eclipse actually provides, we kind of touched on that with the you know with talking about blue Suns and you know what they do, but with Eclipse, they can range from mech repair to open warfare, but you know, really really clandestine things like assassination are reserved for high priority company goals for instance um, pairing that with the solarian doctrine they would probably use that with preemptive strikes against pirates who were pestering you know government uh, ships or something like that rather than just murdering someone's wife or husband for insurance money okay so so this is like
2: like a sibling rivalry this is like like the blue suns are like the big brother who's like the cool successful one. And Eclipse is like, I'm um, I listen, I'm I could I'm just as good, right? Like I could do this. I could do this. I could be cool.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um because you know I'm not so sure if it's because they were written into the game later in real life or because their rise to prominence in the milky way happens later like in universe uh, but regardless i think it's fair to say that eclipse is living in the shadow of the blue suns that's ironic um yeah i stayed up late thinking of that one uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh Yeah, that's a a good one (laughs) alright well uh, on
2: that wonderful dad joke note uh, it's time to go talk to our patrons and do some uh, housekeeping stuff so stay tuned because we'll be right back with some more um, shadow movement of solar bodies Uh, yeah
0: here we go message coming in patching it through I am sovereign and this station is mine
2: Here we are in the middle of the show and my camera is being weird but I will be right here and oh I'm not back. And um yeah, this is this is this is how live shows go. Sometimes you just got to juggle some stuff. But we're here in the middle of the show. This is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons including our brand new patron Larry who is our near uh, our new N7 level patron who just signed up uh, a few days ago. Welcome to the patreon larry hope you're enjoying it in here you've got a nice comfy spot you can just put your uh you know put your your coat down you know take your shoes off get comfy um thank you for supporting the show and thank you to everybody who supports the show you guys are awesome all 42 of you that is the answer to life the universe and everything so hey congratulations on hitting that number um that's you oh that's you thank you so much PFA Paulo I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, uh, but you're currently in live chat. Thank you for supporting us That's awesome. Um, I hope you enjoy all the stuff that you're getting from being a patron including ad-free episodes episodes early You get to join us on the live chat show that's going to happen in just one week We're one week away and we've got some we've got some discussions to do about what we're gonna talk talk about N seven there's been some talk about what we're going to talk about on that's kind of redundant on the patron chat show including maybe who we would who we would choose to be in our mass effect movie i think that's a fun topic or trivia hot seat for us the hosts but we know who's going to win that one that seems like a pretty obvious uh one you're muted 100 percent. you yeah obviously Definitely i you. would uh yeah, unless the you know the questions are actually about Mass Effect. Um.
3: <laughs> if they're about any other game, then I'm toast. <laughs> yeah
2: right. <laughs> well, thank you about that. <laughs> uh, but uh I mean, I think I think casting the the movie would be a really fun one. I think yeah, I, I do too. I think that would be a really fun topic. But we, we can talk about that on the the uh, Discord. So join us on the Robots Radio Discord and chime in about what we're going to be talking about next week at this time next week so chime in about that and uh, if we've done anything to help you get through your work week or your commute to work or working out or whenever you listen to your podcasts then please consider going to patreon.com slash mass effect lorecast and checking all tiers out and and you know maybe you'd like to help support the show that would be awesome we'd really appreciate it also we have a new review and this is a, a real quick and easy one this one came in from crappy qr i love the name in germany Who wrote in last week and said, best podcast for Mass Effect lore, five stars, keeps me happily immersed in the Mass Effect world on my long work commute. Perfect. What a perfectly succinct review. So thank you so much for taking the time to drop a review in Apple Podcasts. And and these, I always mention this, but these help a ton. Telling your friends, taking the time to review the podcast, all of that stuff really does help a lot. So thank you so much. And uh, let's see anything else on the list for the mid show stuff. I think um, other than that, there's the oh the the contest. We've got uh, just this last week, most of this last week before we we have to pick a winner for our contest. We've only had a few submissions for our impression of Commander Shepard contest. So there's not a this is not a hot competition. A lot of people I guess don't think they sound like Commander Shepard. It doesn't have to be a spot on impression. You just got to give it. A real a real go and Who knows maybe the funniest one will win because this just is gonna come down to our shadow broker picking a winner It's gonna be whatever they choose is their favorite. So Maybe you just add a little bit of spunk You add a little bit of flavor and all you have to do is record yourself saying I'm commander Shepard And this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel as if you're commander Shepard So yeah, everyone hates their own voices, but you're doing an impression so it's not actually your voice, right? You can do an impression. Can you do an impression of anything other than your own voice? n seven.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Here, just I pick, could do pick one right someone now. Someone
2: else, just pick pick a, pick another voice. I got gotcha. you. All right. Oh yes, the Batman. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <Is that good? laughs> do, do 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 the do the message as Batman.
3: Oh okay. <laughs> I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite law cast on the Citadel.
2: <laughs> like, that,
3: was, that was turned into like old
2: man Batman. <laughs>
3: yeah, that was that was uh, elderly Bane. Oh,
2: elderly Bane. Oh, he was Batman. just wondering why. You... <laughs> oh, you gotta
3: use a glass. <laughs> I don't have a glass. The, I've got the my cup. echo I've of, of my the glasses. Really, oh, yeah.
2: Batman. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Was that? How was that?
3: <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, you can you can do like the Joker. Yeah, like. I just do things. Yeah, and by Joker, I mean Heath Ledger's Joker, of yeah. course. There's no other. That's yeah. That's, there's there's only one. Sean Connery doing
2: Batman. <laughs> yeah, we could just we could do this forever, but we've got to get to the rest of the show. So yeah, just send us send us your best impression. Any anything at all. Really, you might win. You never know. And then you get to join us on next week's episode. So, uh, yeah. And all all you have to do is log into the Robots Radio Discord. It's really easy to get in there and just drop a little MP3 file in the Mass Effect Lorecast channel. And we'll see if you win. All right. Let's move on with the rest of the show.
1: Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought
2: so okay so this part of the show the second half is normally where we would talk about how the faction rose to prominence but as you said before it sounds like this group was eclipsed by other merc groups
3: Mm (laughs) But yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh i wrote that and Uh i'm not Uh proud of it (laughs) <laughs> I wrote that joke, uh, uh-huh. and yes, it did take me all night to think about it. But to answer that question, yes, uh, they do get outshined <laughs> on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. By and by the way, uh-huh. I'm going to keep making puns. Um, <laughs> they do get out outshone. Is out-shown. it outshone? Shown. Sure. Um, outshone on the battlefield by Blue Suns Mercs. Why not? Uh, who are their rival? Um, which I, when I saw like in, in lore, they are specifically called their rival. So it's not debatable. Like they are their rival. Like it's not just like, Oh, they kind of hate them. They are their rival. And it's interesting because it's color scheme wise as well, Mm. you know, blue and yellow. Yeah. Opposite colors. Yeah so not surprising um it also makes me written or it makes me wonder if if eclipse was written for that express purpose like hey the blue suns need a rival what should we call them eclipse 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 make them yellow (laughs) that's a good one yeah Yeah. So I'm thinking that might have been their entire origin story in the Bioware development room. I have no idea. I wasn't there for that. Um, but in general, Eclipse favors stealth and intelligent ways of conducting battles. I say intelligent because they must not be that intelligent, um, given what we've seen in the games. But well, they're tryharding. Uh, they're tryharding. They're trying. They're tr- they're trying. <laughs> apparently not well enough but they're trying yeah they're trying, they're trying. gold star gold star for eclipse they, uh, yeah they get points for effort they uh they and even 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 though they're trying they still can't seem to live up to the reputation of the blue suns because the blue suns are apparently famously more disciplined in battle uh but they make up for this i don't know uh Darth of discipline uh, with bleeding edge gear and an extensive use of biotics, which is why you will face so many Eclipse commandos. My thought there is that Jonas Sedaris being an Asari commando herself has kind of like a soft spot in her heart and wants to fill her ranks with other Asari commandos. Well, you um, you, you do what you know, right? Right right that um, makes sense and they tend to be the hardest eclipse enemies aside from the mix. uh so yeah a part of me thinks too that they try to battle that stigma of being not as good as the blue suns through sheer brutality because you know we're the baddest is a thing that <laughs> that's a thing that criminal organizations seem to pride themselves on that's what, that's what they all say
2: whenever i hang out with criminal organizations there's always the you know that's the the second thing they say the first thing is who are you? And then you introduce yourself and they go, oh, OK, we're the baddest. Then they make sure you know that. Right. That's always right. number two. Yeah.
3: I once ate a bowl of nails without any milk. You're like, oh, OK, OK, <laughs> I get it. You're the
2: baddest. And then the third thing is, what are you doing here? And then you, you explain what you're doing there. And then you, you you know, you you yeah. have your nefarious feelings and that you just kind of go on that's what that's what i always go through i don't know about you but that's that's usually how things go for me
3: so so they they are pretty nefarious because their recruits are rumored to be required to successfully commit a murder before they can even be given their uniform so like to wear Mm. that eclipse uniform you have to be a murderer
2: so this sounds a lot more like a gang than a like actual organization
3: like uh yeah a legitimate like corporate entity... It's terrifying, too, because they're getting government contracts. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 despite Eclipse controlling nearly 20% of Omega's real estate and accounting for a similar portion of the entire asteroid hub's smuggling traffic, they really aren't as involved in Mass Effect's significant events like you'd expect. You know, n- not like the Blue Suns are. But, like, that's not to say that they do nothing.
2: Right, okay, so what do they have their, like, sneaky little paws in?
3: They they have um, much less of a variety of phalanges than the Blue Suns do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as the Blue Suns were staffed by, you know, Batarians, Turians, humans, Krogans, uh, the Eclipse are actually only Asari, Salarians, and humans. So, not a wide variety of phalanges. Probably cheaper glove costs, is what I would expect. <laughs> but, and and some robot hands, too, because they do use a ton of mechs, um, but I digress. Uh, we see Eclipse as generic stand-in bad guys in a number of scenarios, right? Primarily in Mass Effect 2, uh, when they're introduced. Garrus's mission on Omega, you know, when he's posing as Archangel and you go and pull his ass out of the fire. Uh, recruiting Samara and Thane on Ilium. Thane's recruitment mission one of the more famous ones in mass effect 2 mm-hmm. uh because a it's just totally badass mm-hmm. going up that tower and then getting your assassin at the very end all of those bad guys were eclipse and yeah. then including the, the guy that Shepard can throw out the window
2: okay <laughs> right
3: <laughs> so yeah yeah those all of those people were murderers so you shouldn't really feel bad about killing them i suppose That's, i never feel um, bad when i kill a murderer yeah, I mean it's an everyday occurrence for sure, um, and and we should we should give them some fair credit because they also appeared in the DLC in one of the DLCs in Mass Effect 2, uh, posing as personal bodyguards for the rich guy that Kasumi liked to rob, hmm. uh, Donovan Hawk. So they were also working as personal guards for him, but you may not have recognized them then because they were wearing black armor instead of their usual yellow. Right. Which is uh, sneaky. I mean,
2: if you're going to be sneaky, then I mean, it was a black tie event. Right. Yeah. I mean, like if yeah, if everybody knows you wear yellow and you want to make sure they don't know who you are, then the first thing you do is you change the color. It's
3: brilliant. Yep. It's a brilliant plan but make sure to wear your logo too yeah, right. which is what they do right <laughs> we're the fancy eclipse this is not fancy the eclipse. other murderers we're like <laughs> we're the black tie party right eclipse right but you know uh first let's go back and talk about the the on her thing on, on her people the on her people's
2: liberation army thing. i just i just stop at the people part because that's where it sounds dirty <laughs> On her. I
3: on her. I don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's such so,
2: a dumb old joke. So, OK, so I, I don't know. I've never heard about this. So um, so what exactly happened? Eclipse helped take out some liberation army.
3: Yeah, kind of. Um, But we need to back up and understand some context as per usual. Right. Uh, and to do that, we're going to go to one of Sam's favorite places in the game planet cards. That's right. (laughs) I bet you all thought I forgot about those. Well, I didn't. And guess what? Here's a completely relevant one that I bet you've never even heard of. Anhur is a garden world colonized in 2165 and located in the moon system of the Eagle Nebula in case you want to go in your games and find it yourself. Um, And according to the planet card, I'm just going to read from the planet card here real quick. A garden world with heavy Populations of humans and Batarians. On her was one, was home to one of the ugliest violations of sapient rights in modern human history. A consortium of corporations and corrupt politicians fearing Batarian economic competition due to their custom of legal slavery passed a resolution that abolished the minimum wage, effectively re-legalizing slavery on a human-dominated world. Opponents of the motion quickly turned to activism and violence as civil war erupted, as one side sought to end slavery throughout the system and another, primarily Batarian faction called the Nahisit, sought to keep the slaves they had. The Anhura rebellions raged from 2176 to 2178. The Nahisit had a significant advantage in ships, labor and weapons, forcing the Anhor militias to hire mercenary companies to even the odds. And according to the Codex, Jonah Sedaris's agency scored a galactic PR coup by retaking several space stations captured by the Anhor People's Liberation Army, the abolitionists, and neutralizing their leaders. And this was a victory Eclipse's marketing team never stopped trumpeting. So the claim to fame that Eclipse parades around Mercenary Town, <laughs> they're actually bragging that they fought successfully on the side of slavery. Uh-huh. I love that. Um, I love that in the future,
2: gangs have PR and marketing parts of their organizations. <laughs>
3: right yeah yeah they're so focused on their public image that they're like hey we're not just
2: murderers right right like oh like yeah this is the part of the com- let me show you around the company this is the part that makes the guns and handles the guns and organizes the guns and the shooting stuff this is the part that trains the people that do the shooting stuff this is the part that takes the personnel off the streets gives them the guns this is the part that handles the news agencies <laughs>
3: like yeah what, yeah what All, the pr guys are constantly doing this they're doing one of these i cannot recall <laughs>
2: <laughs> right 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 or or like yeah. like hey guys hey, hey guys quiet quiet down over there quiet quiet down no gunfire right now i'm 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 on with cbs nbc and cnn Stop with the gunfire, the yelling for a minute. Uh, Yeah, I don't know anything about that, (laughs) you know, like.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're just lying through their teeth the whole time. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. so wait, so the, the
3: slaver faction won because of Eclipse in this specific situation. So thankfully, no, the planet card does go on to say that, you know, quote, in the end, the abolitionists won out, though it was at the cost of much of their infrastructure. Probably those space stations included, uh, though on her today still has significant natural wealth. It is economically depressed except for the reconstruction industry. So they won out, but it was, you know, a brutal war mm-hmm. and, um, one that was fought over slavery and it had to be sometime after 2165, because that's when the colony was established and it was both humans and Batarians living there so that probably did absolutely nothing to help ease tensions between humanity and the batarian he- hegemony
2: okay and they've kind of then they just kind of wedged themselves in here and then took this as like a, a pr win
3: yeah. Yeah. Basically. Eclipse kind of just saw a conflict and decided to make a ton of profit off of it. They went in, they killed abolitionist armies that had seized control of uh, some space stations. And then they said, hey, hey, look at how awesome we are. Mm-hmm. And then everyone mm-hmm. with any grain of morality was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I got a plan, guys.
2: We're going to go in here. We're going to do some shooty shooties. We're going to take over some stuff. We're gonna make out with all the goods, and then we're gonna be like, Look what we did. We're the good guys. <laughs> and then
3: everyone's yeah. like,
2: Wait, what?
3: <laughs> so my guess here is, and this is a guess, this is kind of an educated guess because um there's no lore to back this up but what we do know about the blue, blue suns zaid get kicked, gets edged out by Vito because of the batarian slave trade because mm-hmm. Vito thinks that's going to be a lucrative thing for the company to do um, and then eclipse jumps in this confrontation on the side of the slavers right so it kind of sounds like they're trying to edge out their competition doesn't it well it sounds like they're
2: they're picking the other
3: side or yeah they're they're trying to make it make nice
2: with the slavers right 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 they're 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 yeah they're joining the competition they're yeah
3: yeah so if so i'm thinking if the blue suns have investors in the batarian hegemony who are slave traders and then they look pretty good To the slave traders because they're like the largest criminal professional organization helping them and then all of a sudden here comes this eclipse and they go in and save the day Mm -hmm. for all of these batarian slave trader investors right yeah like it looks better now now you got competition Mm -hmm. that's i think where the pr coup comes in uh even though the games codex does not specify that yeah so that's just kind of me drawing the connecting the dots there yeah that makes sense
2: that makes sense it makes it a lot harder for uh for a business to choose which other business to do business with i just said business three times in a row um four times because i just mentioned it in saying that uh So, yeah, that's what that's what businesses do five times. Um, They create competition with each other. So they probably saw this as like, hey, they've got a monopoly on this. Why don't we go in and show that there is legitimate competition in this space? We'll show them what we can do. And even if we pull, you know, 20 percent of the business away from them. Now we are reducing, you know, what they're getting from this. We're starting to pull some profits from it. It's like we don't have to, we, you know, like this is it's killing two birds with one stone is what's it's doing. It's reducing their competition's income while gaining income from them for themselves rather than gaining exactly. income from somewhere else while their their competition is still benefiting from this one spot. Right. So, yeah, I can, I can yeah, see and that it's as huge a justification. Yeah. And, and it was an easy opportunity for them. So they, they knew exactly what they needed to do. They had the ability to do it. And, you know, it was right in their wheelhouse. They're like, hey, we could just step right in here, do the thing we're good at, make bank on it and make make look these like th- the good
3: guys to the investors Look like the
2: good guys to the investors and make them think twice about who they're going to for these services. You know, like, man, this yeah. was so easy for us. And if the Blue Suns had recently messed up something that looked very similar to this, then all of a sudden they're going to they're going to think twice about who they hire next time.
3: <laughs> right on right on i couldn't have said it you know better myself um, and i think we're kind of on to something there even though the lore again did not specify what we just said that's kind of speculation but this is such huge like this whole event like an entire world falls into a civil war because the government effectively legalizes slavery after abolishing the minimum wage and people die like like people organize these activists organize they they form armies they die they you know they go to war mm-hmm. and they have these mercenary groups who have no stake in the matter whatsoever coming in and like you know just messing stuff up And you have large numbers of people dying on both sides and it's heinous and it's apparently one of the worst uh, violations of sapient rights in the modern history of this galaxy. And yet it's such a huge event that is hidden in a seemingly insignificant place in the game, right? On a planet card. Yeah. So my guess, most players don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's interesting. You know, I have to wonder, you know, with all the rumors about where the next game's going, what's gonna happen with it. Uh, I read an article today where they were like, yeah, we interviewed Mark Muir and he said he's totally open to doing another one, but he doesn't know what's what's gonna happen. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know, like all of that stuff, right? But like, there's so much of this kind of stuff that I'm sure is on the cutting room floor that if they just pick this stuff up and like hand over to like this next generation of writers and they're just like, by the way, we've got all these threads, you know, like, right here you go. Like, like just take these threads and just like draw them out into the next game. And right. these, I mean, these may not be main storyline threads, but it's a whole bunch of side quests, a whole bunch of like character quests, it's a whole bunch of stuff
3: that you can just like pull into the next game even journal entries like you can find journal entries that explain more about what happened and then like those longtime fans of the series like myself will appreciate the callbacks a oh, lot yeah. oh yeah because they'll be like hey i remember that oh yeah yeah oh yeah this like, is I, I wonder if anyone else remembers or this that.
2: character is uh descended from this character and they you know they took on leading this organization and you know they they went a different direction from their parents because of this reason or you know like that's Oh, I get it. Oh, it makes sense. You know, like people love that stuff.
3: Yeah. 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 Um, and uh yeah that's that's pretty much it for eclipse you know I, I already said that they were heavily involved in a few of the high profile missions that i think we all played Thane's recruitment mission Garrus's recruitment mission samara's and of course in mass effect 3 you can recruit eclipse to become part of the war effort but it's a really short quest line and it just results in a higher number for your galactic readiness yeah. so uh we haven't really given many game guides yet i'm Thinking maybe sometime in the distant future we'll we'll do some episodes where we like to talk about some strategies in the game but for this one i wanted to stick to just the lore about what we know and what we don't know for eclipse and that and that pretty much sums it up yeah sounds good all right so
2: next week we have the patron chat coming up um but after that where are we headed with uh, lore episodes
3: So I'm thinking that we are going to take this faction series to the Blood Pack, who I mentioned. Um, And then, since we've been talking about lawlessness for a pretty long time, I think about a month, um, why don't we switch gears and discuss CSEC? Because C-Sec is definitely a faction. They're heavily involved in a lot of things throughout the galaxy, not just in the Citadel. But its agents like Garrus leave and they go on to do better things. So I think we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss C-Sec. And then somewhere on the horizon, I think we're going to have to address the Krogan clans. Maybe that will be one episode unto themselves, Uh, because those are factions as well, even though they don't have much influence outside of Krogan space. Uh, And of course, Uh, We can't forget about all of the factions of Andromeda, who arguably the factions in Andromeda are more influential, more important, more impactful to that storyline. So we'll be addressing all of those things in the coming weeks. Uh, But first, I'm really excited about that patron chat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like we've got some plans for December. And um, one of the other things that keeps on getting noted in the news is that uh, especially for this next game that they're working on, that Andromeda will not be forgotten that things that happen in Andromeda are still going to you know be important for the series that it is canon so you know that information will still be part of this show so all of that still pertains so at least that's where we're going with it so all right well this has been super fun thank you for tuning in and we're looking forward to talking with all our patrons next next week we've got a full house hopefully lots of you guys signed up so this will be a lot of fun and you have anything else you'd like to share? Anything you are working on or ways people can get a hold of you?
3: Uh, well, I'm, I'm working on increasing the production quality of my streams, and uh, so I'm excited about that. It's now officially my weekend, so I'm going to be pouring some time into that, and uh, I'm going to be resuming my streams. I heard that Streamlabs has done something with Twitch for Xbox, where I might be able to complete my stream of my Mass Effect 3 playthrough. where Actually, it's a whole trilogy playthrough, so it'll be the culmination of a lot. Uh, but I might be able to complete that Hmm. and if i can find a way to transfer my save from mass effect legendary edition so that i can play it on on pc or maybe stream it on pc Mm -hmm. and then stream that stream Okay, <laughs> I'm not sure. It's getting convoluted. But regardless, the point is, I'm going to be streaming Mass Effect. Um, give me a follow on Twitch at N7thelegend The legend, uh, and follow me on Twitter as well. I'll send out notifications on Twitter. Um, I am terrified about Twitter, by the way, because I have forgotten my password oh, to no. my Twitter. And I can't remember my password for my email that I used to set that up either Uh oh. and with gmail when you can't remember the password for that it's like sayonara um so i might have to create a new twitter at some point which would really suck but that's not the case yet so for now uh give me a follow on twitch uh give me a follow on twitter and i'm on instagram as well awesome well uh, good luck with that i hope
2: you (laughs) hope you get that straightened out because that sucks um (laughs) yeah oof uh good luck. Yeah. Oh man, that would that would be terrible. I would hate to lose all the work I put into a Twitter account, so yeah, that sucks. Um but yeah, I you know you well first of all, we've got all the different podcasts on the Robots Radio Network at robotsradio.net. Um so check check all that stuff out. Of course, you can check out most of my stuff on all the different lore casts. So, you know, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Cyberpunk, uh, The Witcher, and Witcher season 2 is coming out very soon. We're recapping season 1 and we'll be I'll be back tomorrow night as we continue recapping season 1. So that's going to be super awesome. So excited about Witcher season 2, man. That if you haven't seen that on Netflix, go check it out. Such a good show. Um And then I'm streaming, of course, in the mornings. I missed a lot of last week due to migraines and things, but I'll be streaming on the Robots Radio YouTube channel. You can just search Robots Radio YouTube. It'll come right up. And every morning during the week, I stream over there. I've been playing Skyrim Anniversary Edition, jumping back into Skyrim. I've been modding the crap out of it. Right now, I have it looking like Borderlands, which is hilarious, and it's been a lot of fun. We're doing extreme roleplay. In, in the stream so come on over and join me in the mornings. I've been doing a lot of mod videos, too So if you want to if you're into modding Skyrim and you want some cool mods to check out check out some videos on that channel and uh, What else do I have going on? I feel like I've got a lot of stuff going on putting a lot of YouTube videos out Doing a lot of things guys. It's been it's been busy over here in Robotland. land. Oh, I also put, put my book out Um, so I took all the things I've learned from podcasting and turning it into a full-time career for myself and I created a book i took all the info in this brain of mine all the things i've learned over the years created a book and you can go check it out at robotsrated.net book and it's called video game podcasting so anybody who wants to get into podcasting can check out that book you can purchase it it is for sale it's a digital download it's easy to get uh two girls one ship says it's a great book well thank you um and It's available for for everybody. It has everything you need to get into podcasting and not only get into podcasting, but also learn from the things that I learned the hard way so that you don't have to make all the mistakes I made in getting your podcast up and running and also being successful with it. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. So that's what I got going on. And uh, I think that's about it so many fun things going on just we love you guys we love the community here and you guys make all of this so worth it so thank you for being a part of our community and uh i could go on forever talking about how awesome you guys are but we've got to get going and we'll see you guys next week for the patron episode so until then stay safe out there we'll see you guys next week bye everybody Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at Mass Effect Lorecast at gmail.com.
3: My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end omega the omega broadcast fallout story is available on itunes spotify and many great podcasting sources
1: looking for an rpg podcast that isn't just DD? roll to cast is the answer no, no wait sorry what games have we played so far
0: well we've done cyberpunk 2020 what
1: does it mean to have a voice.
0: And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey,
1: if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. and <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. mesmerise him. This is Adelaide's Anarch move. First out of your chair. Your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Culp Cthulhu. I told you I had it. Yes. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so right, much. Right, screechy child. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. (laughs) Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good
0: podcatchers. You can
1: support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's roll to cast. R-O-L-E.
0: Come discover a new world.